Is there a desire in you to not just attend revival, but live in revival? Welcome to the Revival Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Isaiah Saldivar. I've been in revival for the last 10 years, as well as traveling and being a part of many revivals throughout the United States. I'm going to be sharing with you how to live a radical lifestyle of revival on a daily basis. And you know, I was thinking that this is one of the most important spiritual gifts for the days ahead. I mean, with so many right now, guys, prophetic words, so many people having prophetic dreams, everyone in our generation right now is claiming to hear from God. Everybody, it feels like, am I the only one, type one, where everyone has a vision, everybody has a dream and a prophetic word, and there's many self-made platforms on social media. And so right now, and I'm saying this with such passion tonight, we need to be able to discern and distinguish what is from God. And what is from another spirit? There is another spirit that has entered into the body of Christ that is giving false dreams, false revelations, false visions. And we need to be weary about the spirit. Many of you this week realized there was a thousand prophets that were prophesying about the inauguration and many of them are not true and didn't come to pass. And so I'm not calling all of them a false prophet. I think many of them that apologized was the noble thing to do, but I'm saying we have to be careful when we have hundreds of people prophesying something and hundreds of people not seeing their prophetic words coming to pass. In fact, first John four, one says, dear friends, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to to see whether they are from God or not, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. This is the reality that there are many spirits that have gone out into the world and we need to learn how to discern and how to test them. I'm getting countless messages of people saying, Isaiah, what do I do? I follow this person or that person. And literally every word they've given is not coming to pass. And it's they're prophesying out of their dreams or imagination. We're going to get onto all this tonight, but you need to understand that there is false prophets, false teachers. And I don't think just because because you gave a word and it didn't come to pass, you're false. But I think there's a lot of characteristics and this is something we have to talk about because it's on an uprise. In the end time church, there will be, it will be marked with false prophets, false teachers. And remember, they're not going to be a false, you know, saying that they're false or preaching another religion. They're going to worm their way into, and I'll go in this later, into Christianity. And they're going to deceive even the elect of the faith. And so we need to be careful. We need to have discernment. There's a lot of stuff to talk about when it comes to discernment. I don't believe, again, prophesying a wrong word makes you a false prophet. There's deeper issues, and we need to acknowledge that there is a cleansing. Come on, somebody help me in the prophetic movement. There is a purging coming to God's house. The Bible says, that the judgment starts in the house of God. So yes, I think it's noble that many people have uh, repented. Many of them haven't. They're continuing to prophesy. But I think we need discernment right now because there's many false angels. There's many false spirits. There's many false prophets. People are prophesying out of emotion, out of human the human spirit. They're prophesying based out of what everyone else is saying. And so we need the gift of discernment. Now, the discerning of spirits gift, or as I like to say in the better translation is, the distinguishing of spirits is not a natural gift. And this is very important when we talk about discerning of spirits is we're not talking about discernment in the natural. We're not talking about natural, looking at someone and saying, I discern this about them. We're talking about a supernatural gift tonight. This is not fault finding. This is not being opinionated. This is not being cynical. Come on, share the stream. This is not judging someone outwardly. This is discerning a spiritual thing, discerning demons, discerning angels, discerning the discerning the Holy Ghost. And so as we talk tonight, everything we're talking about is about the spiritual realm. The discerning of spirits gifts helps us tell what's going on in the spiritual realm. I have a video called how to see in the unseen realm. 
where I go into detail on our five spiritual senses. So I'm not gonna cover spiritual sight, spiritual smell, spiritual taste, spiritual hearing. That's another video I already have on YouTube. I'll link it later in the description, but just know that the discerning of spirits gift gives us the ability to tell what is going on in the supernatural realm. Remember, we are battling in a supernatural realm. Come on, let's get up to 2000 viewers tonight. We are not fighting in the realm that you can see. You can't go to war against demons with guns or grenade launchers or tanks you have to go against them with spiritual weapons the bible says we wrestle in the spirit according to ephesians 6 and our weapons are not natural but they are mighty they're not carnal they're mighty for the pulling down of strongholds through god so we're fighting with supernatural weapons and we're fighting in a realm that you can't see so the question has to be if i'm in a battle in a realm that i can't see with my physical eyes how do i know how to attack the enemy how do i know what's coming against me how do i know how to distinguish what's real and what's not and the way that you're able to tell what's going on think of discerning of spirits as your spiritual antenna to tell what's going on how can you hit a target and you can't see or distinguish the target. We're fighting blindfolded if we do not use this gift. Now, it also helps us determine whether something is from an angel, whether something is from a demon, whether it's the human spirit or the Holy Spirit. Those are the main four spirits. So Holy Spirit, human spirit, demonic spirit, and angel. Those are the four main sources of information that are gonna try to encounter you and talk to you in the spiritual realm. And so we need to have the ability to discern what is an angel. Now, let me just give you a glimpse of what could have possibly happened to a lot of people that give false prophecies. And I'm not talking about the election, so everybody relax and don't start manifesting. I'm talking about people that give perpetual wrong prophecies. They're in a cycle of prophesying the wrong thing. Now, maybe that's some of you watching. That could be a couple reasons. One of the things I want you to think about is it could be a demon giving them information, them not discerning it, thinking it's the Holy Spirit. It could also be from an angel of light coming to them, uh, pretending to be an angel, giving them information. It could also be they've prophesied out of emotion. They prophesied out of their own spirit or they prophesied what they wanted to prophesy. That's another option. Again, I'm not talking about just, you know, prophesying elections or that. I'm talking about prophesying. If you're having trouble with the video, just refresh it. I'm talking about prophesying in every aspect of the word prophecy, receiving dreams, testing spirits. So we need to learn how to discern themes. Now, these are often the discerning of spirits gift is often, y'all yeah, go into angel of light and all that later. It's often confused with the word of knowledge, but I want to make something very clear. When we talk about this gift, the word of knowledge and the discerning of spirits gift is a supernatural gift and they're not the same gift. Okay. The word of knowledge is a supernatural revelation revelation, I'm sorry, supernatural revelation of information about a specific thing that has to do with usually an immediate need or information you could never get on your own. So things like people's names, things like people's numbers, things like people's addresses, information, names of demons, things that you could not know through natural means. The word of knowledge helps you to be able to discern and know what these things are. Now, a lot of people think the word of knowledge gift is the same as the discerning of spirits gift. They're completely different gifts. Remember, they work together, but I want to distinguish tonight that they are not the same gift. If God gives a word of knowledge about sickness, it's usually because he wants to bring healing. So the word of knowledge is not a word of obvious. Okay. When people say I have a word of knowledge, someone has back pain in the church. All right. All of us, half of us got back pain in the church. That's a word of obvious. Some people give up and give words of common sense or words of obvious. That's not a word of knowledge. A word of knowledge is a supernatural piece of information that God will give you words of knowledge and deliverance 
spirits will help you be able to call out demons, be able to deal with certain demonic spirits. Oftentimes when I go into deliverance, the Holy Spirit will give me words of knowledge about the spirits that are there so I can call them out by name, or the Holy Spirit will give me information about the person's past, or the Holy Spirit will show me images. These are all words of knowledge. So if you see an image that has information in the image, that could be a word of knowledge. If you feel a pain in your body, that could be a word of knowledge of the pain somebody else has that needs prayer. So these are all things to think about when it comes to word of knowledge. God has given me names before, addresses. I remember one time we had an atheist in our service and God gave me his street name. Why did God give me the street name of him? Because God wanted to prove to him that he was real. And Paul says they'll fall down in our meetings and they'll repent and they'll recognize God is among you. So the word of knowledge is a very powerful gift that works hand in hand. I hope you're taking notes tonight. That works hand in hand. If I give you points tonight, I'll make sure I put them in the description, but it works hand in hand with the discerning of spirits. Now the kingdom of darkness or Satan's kingdom, we just broke 2000, let's keep sharing it, is also has a way of gaining information in the spirit realm. So think of it this way, the word of knowledge gains information in the spirit realm that you otherwise would not know by the means of the Holy Spirit. And the kingdom of darkness has a counterfeit version called divination. Okay, divination is when you get information from a demonic spirit. And this is why we need discernment to be able to tell what source the information is coming from okay so christians have the word of knowledge so you can get information about the past the future or the present the, the, the Satan's kingdom has the divination, which is a counterfeit version. And here's what I want to tell you guys. People will listen to demonic spirits or psychics or witches or astrologers. Okay. I've dealt with people in the last two weeks about this and they don't realize that they're, it, it's a demonic spirit. And they think, well, it's not a big deal Isaiah. They told me exactly everything I was going through. I hear this all the time. I went to a palm reader and they told me to the day something would happen and it happened. Or they said, I went to an astrologer and they were reading my chart and they told me exactly at 10 o'clock on this day, this is going to happen. How did they know, Isaiah? They told me everything about me. It must have been God. No, they use divination to gain information from demonic spirits. This is a counterfeit. And the devil perverts the gifts of the Holy Spirit. He counterfeits them and he mimics them. Remember, the devil has no creative power. And so he mimics the work of God in his kingdom to try and bring deception. Now, the problem is this. Now, many of you that have gone to psychics, palm readers, use crystals to tell your future, go to astrologers. And there's a hundred other ways. Ouija boards, there's a hundred other ways people gain, in, gain information through divination. If you want to know where that's at in the Bible, go read Acts 16. The girl had a spirit of divination and she got supernatural information about Paul that nobody was saying. She started saying because of a demonic spirit. So you have to understand Many people say, well, they told me in two weeks I was going to get in a car accident and I got in the car accident. Let me propose this to you tonight. When you let a person speak over you using the power of divination, it's not just a word that you're going to get, but it's a demon attached to the word. Some will even say, well, they said it and it happened, but you have to understand that that car accident might not have happened. But what happened was you let them speak death over your life, over your family, over your ministry, over you, and you open up the door for that to happen so you may have never even gotten a car accident if it wasn't for the psychic allowing you allowing them to speak it over you so know that we have power in the tongue of life and death and oftentimes, many of us don't realize we're opening up doors. And listen, if you go to a psychic, if you go to a tarot card reader, you're opening up a door and you don't know what's going to come through that door. Some of you have heard me share in that video of Familiar Spirits. I had a friend that played Ouija board and had a little boy following him for almost two years. A little boy, a ghost, a spirit, a familiar spirit, a poltergeist that was following him around that he couldn't get rid of. And after almost two years, he finally got saved and delivered in our ministry. But he 
said, for years, I had this little boy. I didn't want the boy to follow me, but the boy came through the Ouija board and he followed me. So understand that when you engage in the Ouija board, when you engage in astrology, when you engage in psychics, when you're burning sage, using crystals, using the powers of divination, demons come through the door that you aren't going to want. And oftentimes now you're going to have to message me. Now you're going to have to call me and get some deliverance because a spirit came through the door. People will say other things like an angel came and whispered this to me and I know it's going to come true. But then you have to also ask yourself, was it a fallen angel or was it one of God's angels? Discernment will give us the ability to tell the difference. If we're getting dreams, if we're getting visions, if we're getting revelations, we are able to know what spirit told me that was it the holy spirit was it demonic spirit was it an angelic spirit so now you're starting to see why this is so important now this is not natural discernment okay natural discernment is a natural ability to tell something whether it be right from wrong and natural discernment comes from experiences it comes from studying the word it comes from prayer it comes from fasting and it helps us make natural decisions discernment or the discerning of spirits is different because it goes beyond our natural abilities it's a supernatural gift from god that we can't earn so i want to draw the line and you know no pun intended i want to distinguish that there is a difference between you having natural discernment and you seeing somebody and know something about them and say oh i just don't feel right about that person and you actually functioning in the gift of discerning of spirits and I want to focus on the gift so no amount of learning no amount of reading books no amount of life experiences or wise counsel will help you with the discerning of spirits this is purely an empowerment of the Holy Spirit and only God's Spirit can release this gift and God releases the gift by choice now I want to say something very clear some of you would say you know I need this gift I need this gift but we don't actually do anything with it. I notice that I flow in this gift powerfully when I need the gift. Many of us want the gift, but we're not willing to use the gift or put ourselves in a position to use it. So don't ask the Lord tonight, God, give me discernment so that you can discern, you know, what's going on with this person or that person, but ask the Lord to give it to you so that you can effectively serve him and use it in the ministry. Okay, we don't need the gift of discernment if we're just going to be nosy and post about everyone on social media. We need the gift of discernment if we're going to go drive out demons and test the spirit and be able to use it effectively for its purposes and discerning what spirit is doing what. And so don't ask the Lord to have it if you don't actually need it. Okay, it's a this gift is a major help in deliverance, but the gift, and I'm going to show you later, can be used in many other places as well. So this is a supernatural gift the Holy Spirit gives that could be used for deliverance and many other reasons. I'm going to show you a bunch of reasons later why you'd want and why you could use the gift of discernment. And remember, we all have the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit is the one that puts out the gifts, the one that distributes the gifts. We don't all have every gift at once, but remember what I tell you guys in our supernatural abilities video, the gifts of the Spirit are like a tool shed, okay? When you're going to build a fence and you need a post hole, a post hole digger or you need a shovel, you go get a shovel. Then when you need to cut down a tree branch, you need a chainsaw, you get the chainsaw. So you're able to grab what gift you need by the leading and by the empowerment of the Holy Spirit for what task is ahead of you. The Holy Spirit is the one that distributes the gifts as he wills. But every one of us that have been filled with the Holy Spirit have the ability to flow in these gifts. Okay, so natural discernment comes from studying the word and living holy and life experiences. The gift 
gift of discernment is from God imparting this on us. This is supernatural and this is vital because you might have a dream and the gift can help you distinguish where the dream came from. You might get a prophetic word and this gift will help you discern, was it from God, the human soul, a demon? You might pray for someone. This is another thing I want to emphasize tonight that's sick in their body. How can I know, Isaiah, if the person's sick in body has a demonic spirit or they're just sick in body? The way that you can tell is by the discerning of spirit's gift. It'll show you what sicknesses are natural and what sicknesses are demonic. I pray for many people and oftentimes I pray for people that are sick and the Holy Spirit will show me if this is a demonic or this is a natural sickness. How does the Holy Spirit show me? Through the gift of discerning of spirits. Again, we're not discerning naturally. This is discerning of spirits. If you're in a service, you'll be able to tell if a manifestation is of the human spirit, a demon, or the Holy Spirit. And so you're able to say, while that person is manifesting, let's just say laughter in the church. And you can recognize, is that their own human spirit? Is that a demon spirit? Is that the Holy Spirit? And so we're able, because remember, this is the main thing to think about. The devil's a counterfeiter. Ask John Ramirez this. He said he used to speak in demonic tongues. Why? Because they were counterfeiting speaking in actual tongues. Do, do people that have demons fall over? Yes. The same way people in the spirit get slain, people in demonic realm do. Do people, you know, laugh that are demonic? Yes. The same way people laugh in the church because the Holy Spirit, people often laugh as well. So you have to understand and recognize that the discerning of spirits is necessary so you can tell what is God and what is not of God. Sometimes you'll feel sick to your stomach when someone say God told them something, right? They get up, say, God told me this and you feel sick to your stomach about it. Sometimes that's God activating the gift of discernment so you can discern that's wrong. I've read people saying, I got a prophetic word. And as I'm reading the word, my stomach turns and I feel sick. And that's not a demon. That's God showing me and discerning that that's, that word did not come from my Holy Spirit. You might be praying over someone and get down though that it's witchcraft causing issues in their life. You're not discerning the problem. You're discerning the spirit behind the problem, okay? So they say, man, I'm getting these really bad migraines, which is common if you're dealing with witchcraft. You pray for them and you discern that it's not a migraine or a natural thing. It's actually the spirit of witchcraft or the power of witchcraft. And and so you're able to discern that over them by the discerning of spirit's gift. Okay. And the gifts do not contradict each other. They complement each other. So the word of knowledge gift, they work with the word discerning of spirits and they could also work alone, but just know that the gifts are not going to contradict they acknowledge, okay, discernment is perception, it's a feeling, it's a sight-oriented thing, as where a word of knowledge is a fact or piece of information that is dropped in our thoughts or spirits. Again, discernment is a feeling or a sight perception. Remember, when you're seeing in the spiritual realm, that's part of the discerning of spirits gift. The activation of your five spiritual senses, which I already have an entire hour and a half video about called How to See in the Unseen Realm, this is the discerning of spirits gift, but I want to break down some more practical stuff tonight. So sometimes when dealing with the spiritual realm and we have spiritual encounters, if you guys are on my Monday night call-in show, you know this is true. We can find ourselves facing gray areas saying, I don't know about this and this is unclear. I don't understand this encounter. This is one time where we need the gift of discerning of spirits to clear the gray areas and separate things from black to white. So this is what discerning does. It helps us in the supernatural realm. It helps us recognize what's of the enemy and what's of God. And oftentimes the discerning of spirits gift, as I said, will work in our five spiritual senses I've already covered, but I want to look at some biblical examples of discerning the four types of spirits I mentioned earlier. Those being the Holy Spirit, angels, human spirits and demonic spirits. These are the four main categories 
that we're going to be discerning in our life and everywhere we go. These are the four main spirits. The first thing and the most important, number one, is discerning the Holy Spirit. This is the most important spirit to discern. And when's the last time you heard on your church Sunday morning, we need to learn how to discern spirit so that we can discern what the Holy Spirit is doing. In fact, I would say many churches, I preached in close to 500 churches in the last 10 years all over America. I would say many of them have no clue what the Holy Spirit is doing in their church. If you ask them, what is the Holy Spirit doing in your church? They don't know what the Holy Spirit is doing because they don't flow in the discerning of spirit's gift. They don't talk about it. They don't preach on it. And so we don't even discuss what is the Holy Spirit doing. And I want to make sure that the basis of our foundation of our teaching and preaching is on Jesus, is on the Holy Spirit, and is on glorifying him. We are not doing this to bring glory to demons. We're not doing this to bring glory to Satan. We're doing this to bring glory to Jesus. And we need to learn how to discern what the Holy Spirit is doing. When and if God is moving, you want to be able to recognize when God is moving. I can't say this enough. It's not okay that God moves and we can't recognize him. Remember, Jesus was accused by the Pharisees of blaspheming the Holy Spirit. And in context, he was they were attributing the work of, of, of God to the work of demons. So Jesus was casting out demons and they were accusing Jesus of casting out demons by the spirit of Beelzebub, okay? So this was a work of the Holy Spirit driving out demons and they were saying driving out demons is demonic. Why? Because they weren't able to properly discern the spirit of God in action, okay? Some of you, I'm not even going to go into this because I'll scare every pastor in the chat here, but a lot of you go to churches where they think casting out demons is not of God. So now they're telling Jesus casting out demons is not of God. You're doing it by the power of Beelzebub. You know, Jesus goes into teaching a kingdom divided can't stand. If I cast out demons by the spirit of Beelzebub, how do you cast out demons? And then Jesus says this. Now I know all of you want to know, and I'll do a video on this. Okay, don't let me forget on what the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit is. But Jesus goes directly into this in Matthew 12, 31. He says, every sin and blasphemy will be forgiven will be forgiven men, but the blasphemy against the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven. So it's not that God is unwilling to forgive that. It's that the offender is unwilling to repent and turn to God. They have hardened their hearts towards the spirit of God. So it's not like God saying, I can't forgive you. It's saying you've hardened your heart towards what the Holy Spirit is trying to do. And in turn, I can't forgive you. Think of it as you close yourself off and you do not accept the work of the Holy Spirit in your life. And the Holy Spirit being just as much God as Jesus and the Father goes, if you deny the Spirit, you've denied Jesus and you've denied the Father and nobody can enter heaven but through Jesus. So Jesus says, listen, if you blaspheme the Holy Spirit, I can't even forgive you because you're denying me by denying the Holy Spirit. If you're in a place that thinks deliverance is demonic, I have three letters for you. R-U-N, run as fast as you can because one of the most dangerous things you can ever do is to attribute the work of the Holy Spirit to the work of demons, to say what the Holy Spirit is doing is demonic. This is the blasphemy in essence of the Holy Spirit that Jesus is talking about. And we need to be very, very, very careful when we're testing spirits on what is God and what is not, okay? This is not a one-time thing, a one-time thing. If you think you've done this, you haven't done this, where you can't be forgiven. This is a hardened lifestyle where you attribute the work of the Spirit to the work of Satan. So we need to be very careful if we say this is God and this is not God. First John 
32 through um 32 24 says john testified um saying i have seen the spirit descending as a dove out of heaven i'm sorry this is uh, chapter three i've seen the spirit descending out of heaven and he remained upon him i did not recognize him but he who sent me to baptize in water said to me this is john the baptist he upon whom you see the spirit descending and remaining upon is the one who baptizes in the Holy Spirit. I myself have seen and have testified that this is the Son of God. Okay, let me translate that. That's in John. I'm sorry, I have, I have the verse messed up here. But let me just translate. This is John the Baptist after he saw the dove descending and resting on Jesus. This was God's sign to John that this was my son. Now, we don't know whether John the Baptist saw the dove in the natural realm or in the spiritual realm. But what we do know is John realized the Spirit of God was resting on Jesus. So what was John doing? John was discerning. The only way John knew that this was the Holy Spirit, which was a dove, was because he was discerning the Spirit. He was able to tell God was working, and it was not another spirit trying to deceive him. So how did John know? It wasn't another spirit trying to bring deception and rest on Jesus, because he used discernment to recognize that this was the move of God, okay? So this can also, the gift of discernment or discerning the Holy Spirit can be used to validate somebody. I can remember my Nino, who if you don't know is my pastor, he's watching for years when I first got saved and God said, I'm going to open doors. I'm going to have you preach at this church and that church. I had no one to promote me. Okay. Everything God did, God did organically. God did genuinely. But my Nino would always say this over and over again. Isaiah, if you have God with you, people are going to see God with you. And sure enough, people would always say, man, God is with you. And this was them discerning in the spiritual realm that the presence of God is with me. So you can discern the Holy Spirit being on a person, being with somebody. The Bible says in Acts 4.13, the disciples were unskilled and uneducated, but the Pharisees recognized they had been with Jesus. So this is what you want people to see when they see you, that you've been with Jesus. This is discerning what God is doing. In Acts chapter 2, the Bible says the Holy Spirit came as wind and as fire. Now, they didn't have any clue how he was going to show up. They waited 10 days for what Jesus said in Luke 24, 49, power from on high that would come. And when it showed up, they were able to tell it was God because of, you guessed it, the discerning of spirit's gift. So oftentimes when ministering, we have to discern what is God doing? Is God moving in healing right now? Is God moving in deliverance right now? Is God moving in repentance right now? And however the spirit of God is moving, we got to sync up with that. So I'm very sensitive with people that I discern the spirit is moving special in their life. We need to be able to discern. And pastors, I want to tell you, if you don't ask the Lord, to activate this gift in your life, you're going to miss the move of God. Isaiah, why are you shouting? Because I'm passionate about seeing the Holy Spirit move in our churches. And I think a lot of us are missing what God is doing because we don't discern the Holy Ghost. We don't discern. Some of us need to just shut down our business as usual service and say, today I've discerned that the power of God is moving and healing and we're going to pray for the sick. I discern that there's repentance happening. I've done this a hundred times in services where I change the entire service schedule because I'm discerning that God is moving by his spirit. The spirit of God is a very mysterious thing. And so we need to know what is God saying. And if you start recognizing what God is doing in your church, you'll either one, go all in at that church, or you'll two, leave the church because you'll discern nothing's happening in the church. Now I've gone to churches before and it is dry as last year's bird's nest. Nothing is going on. Nothing is happening. The spirit of God is not moving. And I'm able to discern that God is not moving by the discerning of spirits gifts. Again, later we're going to talk about not being critical, not being judgmental. This is the discerning spirits. Okay. We got to go quick. Number two, 
is discerning angels, okay? This is very important. Why is it important I discern angels? Because you don't want to mistake a fallen angel for God's holy angel. Jesus saw an angel in Luke 22, and the Bible says angels from heaven appeared to him, and they strengthened Jesus. So remember, seeing in the spirit is part of the gift of discernment, and we don't know if the angel appeared to Jesus in the spiritual or the natural, and it doesn't really matter. We just know that if God lets us see an angel, write this down. If God lets us see an angel, there's a purpose behind why we saw the angel. Mary Magdalene saw two angels when visiting the tomb in John 20, 11. I'm going to give you over 30 verses tonight. So oftentimes you're going to see angels appearing through scripture. I have an entire video where all I do is talk about angels. Sometimes they'll appear through persons receiving a message. Sometimes they'll appear in people's dreams. Sometimes the angel will appear in uh, visions. And so you need to learn how to discern whether it's an angel or not, or a demonic angel. Okay. Remember Peter in the book of Acts had an angel break him out of prison. So angels can also sometimes deliver us and bring deliverance. The book of uh, Acts, when the disciples are looking up after Jesus left on a cloud and the angel said, what are you looking up for? In the same way he left, he's coming back. And I don't know if some of you know this, but there is a Jewish man that is coming back according to the word of God on a cloud and is coming to bring judgment upon the earth. There's a real man coming back to earth. And so this was an ability for them to discern that these were angels. Again, not always in the natural, not always in the supernatural. In Acts 27, an angel appeared to Paul saying, do not be afraid for you will stand before Caesar, but God has granted safety to all those, God has granted you all those who are sailing, sailing with you safety. So there's going to be safety. So it's biblical for an angel to appear to me. Is it biblical for an angel to appear and minister to us? Is it biblical for an angel to come bring a message of direction? Is it biblical for an angel to appear and give us a message of hope and promise? According to God's word, yes. Paul realized we're not going to shipwreck, guys, because an angel has appeared to me and brought me a message. But again, this is why we need to discern what type of angel is bringing us messages because the enemy comes, and I'll talk about this later, as an angel of light. Hebrews 1.14 says, Are they not all ministering spirits, referring to angels, sent out to serve those of the, for the sake of those who are to inherit salvation? Psalms 91.11 says, He will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. Psalms 103.20 says, Bless the Lord, O his angels. Um, you mighty ones who do his word, obeying the voice of his word. Acts 8, 26 says, Now the angel of the Lord said to Philip, Rise and go towards the south to the road that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is a desert place. Hebrews 13, 2 says, Do not forget to show hospitality to strangers, for by doing so, some people have shown hospitality to angels without even knowing it. So angels are real. Angels are among us. And we need to be able to discern them and to actually see them and recognize what they're saying. I've encountered an angel before, 100% in the natural realm one time. It was a homeless person that I didn't realize was an angel until after. But I realized after I had that story in my angels video, it was 100% an angel. And this is what the Bible saying here, that you might actually be speaking to an angel and not even realize it. Again, some angels will come into the natural realm and other angels will stay in the spirit realm. But the discerning of spirits gift gives us the ability to discern them and to be able to see them. Some people that see them in the spirit realm, see them by the discerning of spirits gift. And so we need to be able to recognize and be able to discern angels and the Holy Ghost. Okay. Thirdly, we need to be able to discern human spirits. This is being able to tell the true character or motive behind a person, words, or actions 
even if it's hidden from plain sight. Peter did this in Acts chapter 8 with Simon the sorcerer. He recognized and literally told him, may your silver perish with your thinking. You thought you could obtain the gift of God with your money. You will have no portion in this matter. Your heart is not right before, before God. Therefore, repent of your wickedness and pray that the Lord, if possible, with the intention of your heart, may you may be forgiven. For I see that you're full of bitterness and in bondage to iniquity. And then Simon the sorcerer responded by pray for the pray to the Lord for me, so that nothing you say will come upon me. So recognize Peter discerned not that there was a demonic spirit, but his heart and his intentions and his motives. Simon the sorcerer said, I want you to give me the power you have so I can lay hands on people and they'll receive the Holy Spirit. And Peter said, I can discern your motives are wrong. So discerning the human spirit could recognize the motives behind somebody speaking. So Peter discerned the motives of his heart. They were impure. And this goes beyond Christian situations. This could work when you do a business deal with somebody, okay? You might be able to discern their human spirit or their human soul is in it for the wrong reasons. This could be in a relationship. You might be in a relationship and be able to discern that they have wrong intentions in the relationship. This could be an agreement or a deal you're making with somebody being able to discern the human spirit and the human soul is vital and the motives that somebody has. This is very important when receiving a prophetic word because you know you don't want to just receive words just by any passerby, because some of these words could be coming from the person's soul or the person's spirit, and so you don't want to receive that. Let me read you quickly here, Ezekiel 13, and this is what it says. Son of man, prophesy against, oh, thank God I'm not doing this tonight. Prophesy against the prophets of Israel who right now are prophesying. So this is God coming to Ezekiel saying, Ezekiel, all these prophets are prophesying right now on social media and in the news and everywhere. I want you, and I'm glad, like I said, I'm glad God has not told me to do this, but he says, I want you to prophesy against the prophets of Israel. And here's what I want you to say to those who are prophesying. Now watch the wording here. Out of their own imagination, this is your Bible, Ezekiel 13, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says. Woe to the foolish prophets who follow their own spirit when they have seen nothing. Your prophets of Israel are like jackals among ruins. You have not gone up to the breaches in the wall to repair it for the people of Israel so that they will stand firm in battle for the day of the Lord. Their visions, watch this, are false and their divinations are a lie. Even though the Lord has not sent them, here's what they say. The Lord declares and they expect the Lord to fulfill their words. Have you not seen false visions and uttered lying divinations when you say the Lord declares, even though I, the Lord, have not spoken? I'm about to go crazy here. This is Ezekiel 13. What does it say? They were prophesying out of their own spirit. They were prophesying out of their own visions. They were prophesying out of their own imaginations. Here's the kicker, Ezekiel says, or God says to Ezekiel. They think God's going to back up their words. They're giving words saying, thus saith the Lord, God is doing this and God is not even speaking and they expect God to back up their words and God says, I'm not going to back up their words because they are prophesying false. So I'm going to leave that alone there considering what's going on right now in the prophetic movement. Here's all I'm going to say about it. We need discernment to be able to discern what is of God and what is not of God. Guys, this is so beyond crucial because there's a lot of spirits that are going out claiming to be the Holy Spirit. Everybody hears from God. I oftentimes, and I'll be honest with you guys, I very rarely say God said for me to get on in January and give you that word of the Lord was very out of the norm for me. Okay, I've never done it that way ever in 10 years of ministry. And I'll be honest, when God speaks to me, 
I can get up here and say, the Lord told me this, but oftentimes here's what I say. I feel like the Lord is saying this to me. Why do I say that? Because I don't want to ever say, thus saith the Lord and be prophesying out of my own imaginations or out of my own dreams. I want to be properly representing the things of God, the ways of God and the spirit of God. And we need to be careful because there is a lot of Facebook prophets, okay? There's a lot of Facebook theologians. There's a lot of Instagram prophets. And the reason why is because of social media, people are rising up with a platform and they're gaining, like I know a guy right now who I don't know him personally, but he's on YouTube, has gained, went from like 10,000 views on his videos to 500,000 every single video. 500,000 views every time he posts. He went from having like 20,000 subscribers to like 300,000 in like one week. All because he's been prophesying about the election. And even though right now, as of right now in America, Donald Trump is not the president, okay? He's not the president. The guy's still prophesying that Donald Trump will be the president and people are still following him. And so I don't want to get into detail with that, but just know people will do this for likes, for clicks and for views. And we have to be careful that we stay biblical and not political. Okay. And that's all I'm going to go before I get in trouble here. Number four is discerning demonic spirits. That's the last spirit that we are going to discern. This could come through actually seeing a demon. Okay, I've seen demons before. Actually seeing them, that's discerning. Remember, seeing in the spirit is discerning of spirits. This could come from smelling something foul or strong or having a strong odor. This could come from actually feeling the presence of the spirit. So if you ever actually smell a spirit, I have, it smells like rotten fruit, smells like rotten flesh or burning or burning uh, hair. This is the smelling in the spirit, which is part of the video I did months back. You can go watch it on the channel or I've actually felt the presence of a spirit. Have you ever walked into somebody's house, house and you actually feel, and guys, I'm not talking about no one specific, okay? So don't say he's talking about this person or that person. That's not who I'm talking about, okay? I'm definitely not talking about no one specific. You guys don't know the guy I'm talking about and I don't know him personally but you could actually feel the presence of a spirit. You walk into someone's house and it feels like the presence of darkness or you pray for somebody and you feel the presence of darkness. That's you actually feeling the spirit. But again, that's discerning of spirits. So these are all ways it functions. There's many different ways you can sense the presence of a demonic spirit. One thing that's very important I want to tell you about is discerning whether a sickness is natural or demonic. Now, Jesus did this. Isaiah, is it biblical to discern whether a sickness is natural or demonic? Absolutely. Jesus did this in Luke chapter 13 when he saw a woman bent over and 18 years she'd been sick. Let's think about this, okay? Because we're very, very biblical tonight, as we always are. 18 years she's sick, thinks it's natural. Everyone thinks it's natural. Jesus comes in Luke 13 and recognizes it's a demon causing the sickness. So imagine she goes out to every doctor. She goes out to every medication, gets every medication, yet nothing works because it was a demon, not a natural sickness. Now, many people right now are trying to medicate demons. Demons must be cast out. Write this down. They cannot be medicated. Okay. So they rebuke Jesus for delivering her on the Sabbath. And this was Jesus's response to them rebuking him. He said, you hypocrites, does not each of you on the Sabbath untie his donkey from the stall and lead him to the water? And this woman, a daughter of Abraham, Abraham as she is, whom Satan has bound up for 18 long years, should she not have been released from this bond on the Sabbath day? So Jesus said, you guys untie your donkey. How much more should we be untying people that are bound in the spiritual realm to demons? So not every sickness is demonic. But this one in Luke 13 in particular was, so why do we need a sermon? So that when we're praying for the sick, 
I've had people that I prayed for and immediately I'm praying for healing and the Holy Spirit says it's not sickness. It's a demon of infirmity causing the sickness. So this is why we need to learn and have the power to discern these things, to be able to discern what is coming from God and what is coming from a demon, what is coming from a natural issue. Another example is, in, and I'm giving you guys Bible and all this, okay, is in Acts 16, recognizing the slave girl had a demon. She was saying the right thing, but having the spirit of divination, not the Holy Spirit speaking through her. So she was saying these men are servants of God. How did she know in Acts 16 they were servants of God? Because she used the power of divination, she was a fortune teller, to gain information in the spirit realm about Paul and Paul recognized through the discerning of spirits because what she was saying was not wrong but she was using a demonic spirit to speak out this was a demonic spirit Paul allowed her to follow them around for a few days and the Bible says after a few days he was annoyed and he just went and cast the demon out of her so this applies to manifestations people say are God but are actually demons so is it possible to be speaking the right thing and it be a demon yes I've dealt with this on many occasions Paul also discerned a demonic power in Acts 13 um, um, I'm sorry Elimus the sorcerer that's Acts 13 9 he said you're a child of the devil an enemy of everything that is right you're full of all kinds of deceit and trickery well, you never stop perverting the ways of the Lord. This is Paul talking to Elimaeus, the sorcerer. Now the hand of the Lord is against you. And he said, you're going to go blind for a while and not be able to see even the light of sun. And the Bible says, after Paul said this, a mist came and darkness covered him. And he groped about seeking to someone to lead him by the hand. And when everyone saw what had happened, he, they believed and that they were amazed by the teaching of the Lord. Paul recognized there was a demonic spirit functioning and Paul rebuked that demonic spirit. So the discerning of spirits gift is invaluable in deliverance ministry. If somebody has this gift and you know, man, this person right here has the discerning of spirits gift, make sure that you're bringing them in to help you do deliverance because this gift is powerful along with the word of knowledge. And here's what I would challenge some of you deliverance people with which all of us should be deliverance people. If you're doing deliverance and you have somebody with the gift of knowledge and someone with the gift of discernment, utilize them in the deliverance. So if I'm doing a deliverance and I know somebody has the gift of discernment or the gift of word of knowledge, I'll utilize them and ask them, are you getting any words of knowledge? Are you getting any discernment? And then they can help me in the deliverance. So you need to make sure that you're utilizing the gifts and you're recognizing that we all use different gifts and have different gifts. So now let me give you some practical purposes for the gift of discerning of spirits. Okay, many of you are saying, what are the practical reasons? What are the top reasons why I would even have or use the discerning of spirits gift? And I wanna give you five main practical reasons for you to write down. Again, I'm gonna put these in the description of the video so that once we're done, you don't have to stress out about that. Reason number one, practical purposes of discerning of spirits Reason number one is deliverance ministry. This is one of the primary purposes of the gift that you will use the most often, okay? Demons must be discerned and recognized before they can be cast out. And people live years and years and years, and they always say this, how did I not know that there was a demon there? And the reason was you never manifested or nobody ever discerned it. I always ask people, did you ever have someone call that spirit out of you or command it to leave you by name? And they say, no, exactly. Demons are not going to voluntarily move out. They must be evicted forcefully. And so if you've gone years in church and you've never manifested, you don't know you have a demon, 30 years go by, now someone's praying for you and you start manifesting and you say, how in the world did I not know that demon was there? Because nobody discerned it. It never manifested because nobody called it out. Remember, demons must be dealt with by us discerning them or calling them out by name. That's the pattern of scripture. Jesus called them out by name. 
Let's remember in Mark 5, 1, Legion left, the spirit of Legion left once Jesus commanded it to leave by name. Now the Bible says Jesus was commanding the spirit to come out and the spirit was not coming out. So for all you said, Jesus said it go and it went. That was not what happened in Mark 5. Jesus was commanding, the Bible says the spirit wasn't leaving. And then Jesus said, what is your name? Which I have a video tomorrow coming about coming out about should we talk to demons in deliverance tomorrow at noon? There's a shameless plug there. I'll give you all the breakdown of why we should or shouldn't talk to demons. Jesus said, what is your name? And he said, Legion. And then Jesus was properly able to cast the demon out. It wasn't until the demon identified its name that Jesus was able to cast the demon out. So many times demons won't leave until you speak them out by name. How do you get their names? Word of knowledge and by discernment, okay? This is a major purpose for discernment. If you discern someone has a demon, very close, listen closely or turn, turn up the mic for me. You don't have to freak out. You don't have to freak them out. You don't have to say, oh my gosh, I just discerned there was a demon on you. You have a good opportunity now to pray for them and let them know tactfully, sensitively what God is showing you. You may also be praying for the sick and God will give you wisdom on how to tell them it's a demon and tell them nicely, okay? I always tell people, look, listen, look, look, listen. This is the greatest thing that could ever happen to you. And they're sitting there growling and barking at the altar. And they go, what do you mean? I said, this is the greatest thing that could ever happen to you because now you know it's there. And manifesting was the best thing ever because now we can kick it out. You can't deal with something you don't know is there. Think about this. A landlord, after a year of finding out someone has been living in their abandoned house, now is able to kick them out because they didn't know for an entire year somebody was living there. Imagine you own a house and a year goes by. And all of a sudden a neighbor calls you and says somebody's been living in that house for a year and you didn't even know you were never able to kick them out because you didn't even know they lived there. But now that you know they're there, you're able to kick them out. So yes, manifesting is a great thing to happen because now you can go ahead and kick those demons out. So this is what we use discernment to discern if there's a demonic spirit there. So if you get discernment on this, you're able to go ahead and pray and kick the demons out. If you're praying for the sick, you're able to discern. So number one, it's for deliverance ministry. Number two, and this is one you haven't heard before, is revealing wolves in sheep's clothing. Yes, yes, yes. There's wolves in sheep's clothing all among us. Let's look at what Jesus said in Matthew 7, 15. Words of Jesus, beware false prophets who come disguised as harmless sheep, but are really vicious wolves. And he says, here's how you identify them, by their fruit. That is by the way that they act. Can you pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? No. So clearly false prophets, according to Matthew 7, 15. Listen to this, guys. Is this good type one? He says, according to Jesus, they disguise themselves as harmless sheep. So what do false prophets wear? Sheep's clothing. They come in and pretend to be believers. So is it possible right now? That in many churches in America, there's witches and warlocks and false prophets disguised as believers, disguised as pastors. Is it possible witches are pastoring churches? It's not out of the realm of possibility. Is it possible warlocks are pastoring churches? It's not out of the realm of possibility because they dress themselves as harmless sheep. This is why it's so important to have discernment. And this is why we teach on this because it's hard to tell. False prophets do not wear trench coats. False prophets do not have horns. And I'm going to do an entire live stream on false prophets very, very soon. But let me just let everything cool down with what's going on right now in the prophetic movement. But just know that false prophets declare the word of God. 
They speak as harmless sheep, but they're actually wolves. And you can tell because the fruit in their life, there's, there's a whole bunch of bad fruit. Okay. So clearly the false prophets are disguising themselves. They don't say, Hey, I'm false. I'm a false prophet. Welcome to my stream. I'm here to destroy your life. That's not what they say. They come saying, God loves you. God cares about you. Let's all pray. Let's believe God. And they disguise themselves as sheep. So they talk like sheep. They look like sheep. So clearly they were disguises. Let's look at first, second Corinthians eleven fourteen. It says for such men are false apostles. Okay. You're getting, you're getting strong here, Paul, deceitful workmen disguising themselves as apostles of Christ. And no wonder even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. So it is no surprise if his servants also disguise themselves as servants, servants of righteousness, their end will correspond with their deeds. So let's look at what Paul is saying here in second Corinthians eleven fourteen. 14. He says, they disguise themselves as servants of righteousness, but they're false apostles, deceitful workers, and they're in disguise. Again, Paul is warning us that men are going to disguise themselves. Now, but in another video, it's an over an hour on testing the spirits where I literally tell you how to test a spirit. Why do we need this? Because men right now in the body of Christ are in disguise. Okay, I'm not going around pointing people out. I'm just saying we need to look at the fruit of people's lives, the fruit of their actions, the fruit of their ministry, and recognize that these are false things. It is not uncommon for witches and warlocks to work undercover in churches. Sadly, we so lack spiritual discernment that they stay on staff for years and they work undercover to destroy our churches and we never expose them. Which leads me into reason number three, re- purpose number three of the discerning of spirits gift is exposing religious error. Okay, error, discerning of spirits not only reveals wolves in sheep's clothing, but it reveals the errors in their teachings as well. First Timothy 4.1 says, but the spirit explicitly says that in later times, some will fall from the faith, paying attention to deceitful spirits and doctrines of demons. What? What are you talking about? Yes, Paul saying, Timothy, understand that men are going to come in and they're going to preach the doctrine of demons and people are going to get carried away and these deceitful spirits are going to come into the church. Where are they going to come into? The church, the body of Christ. Hello, can somebody wake up tonight? This is the oper- this, this is operating in a lot of religious churches okay religious cities many cities have churches on every corner but the gospel of the kingdom is not being preached in them people are not getting healed people are not getting delivered people are not being set free or saved people are being babysat and entertained and this gift helps us discern what is false and what is true let me just give you okay i don't want to go deep in this but let me give you for the sake of time just say keep going if you want me to keep going a couple indicators of something being false. Okay, so if you're at a church, how do I know if it's heresy and error and false? Let me give you a couple easy ones. They're preaching an easy gospel. There's no surrender. There's no cross. There's no self-denying. There's no persecution. Preaching a gospel that tolerates what Jesus condemned. And you know what Paul says? Okay, I got 100. Keep going. All right. Paul says, it's another gospel. It's another spirit. And it's another Christ. If you are in a church that is not preaching the whole gospel or there's compromise being taught from behind the pulpit, it's time to find a new church. Well, Isaiah, I don't have any churches in my area. Then it's time to start a home church. Yes, you heard it here on Isaiah Saldivar's Thursday night, Friday night, fire on Thursday night. If you're in a church 
where they're not preaching the whole gospel or there's compromise being preached from behind the pulpit saying that the way to life is easy. It's a false gospel and you need to either find a new church or you need to start a home church because it is demonic. It's not the gospel. And Paul warns us about this. The gospel of Jesus is not an easy road. Jesus said the easy road leads to death and the narrow, difficult road leads to life. So ding, ding, ding. The easy gospel is the false gospel. Okay. I'm telling y'all, some of y'all need to start your own church. I don't listen. I don't care if you start a home church, get your community together and then play Isaiah Saldivar as your services on Tuesday night and Friday night, whatever you have to do, get your little community and your family together and say, we are not going to go to a place where they preach another gospel or they babysit us. Okay. I'm going to get, I'm going to get myself in trouble with myself. Let's go on to number four, number four. And I'll have all these in description is it protects you from prophesying out of your own spirit. Number four is protection from prophesying out of your own spirit. Now, most of the time we prophesy with good intentions, but this gift is going to help you make sure that you're not prophesying out of your emotion. You're not prophesying out of your own imagination. You're not prophesying out of your own spirit. I already showed you this in Ezekiel 13. And it'll also help you not receive prophetic words from people speaking out of emotion or their own spirit. Okay. So this gift, write this down, is like a lie detector for prophetic words and dreams and it also speaks to detecting if your own dreams are false or true. So this gift, if you come up in here trying to give me a, a prophetic word, I had a guy one time, I just see a Job season over you, brother. I rebuke you, Satan. I am not going into a Job season. I rebuke it, send it back to sender. I'm using the discernment gift to be able to protect myself from false words. Now, let's flip it upside down. Isaiah Saldivar is prophesying over somebody and the Lord says, stop right there. Okay, if you keep prophesying, you're no longer prophesying what the Spirit is saying. You're prophesying what you think out of your own imagination, out of your own dream, out of your own vision. And so this, the gift is going to help me be protected against prophesying out of the flesh. I don't want to prophesy out of my own emotion. I don't want to prophesy out of my own dreams. I don't want to prophesy out of the flesh. Is Isaiah exempt? Of course he's not exempt. So I need this gift to activate in my life to protect me from speaking out of alignment. When I gave that word in January, I prayed and I prayed and I wrestled and I prayed and I said, Lord, if this is from you, I'll give it, but I'm not going to give a word that comes out of my own emotion, out of my own soul, out of my own wants, out of what my visions are, out of what my dreams are. I got to make sure that it lines up with scripture, that it's biblical and that the Lord truly spoke. If I'm saying the Lord spoke, that I actually make sure that it is the Lord speaking because like I said many people are going out in a false spirit speaking when God says I myself am not speaking so we need to be very very careful that this Holy Spirit is actually speaking and that it's not a false spirit okay we just are I, I had to refresh my thing we had we have 2,500 viewers I thought we had 2,100 but let's go here praise the Lord number five okay and I got a, I got a little bit more here so it's okay we, we're an hour over an hour it doesn't matter okay we're not paying for airtime Number five, and by the way, I'm waking up at three o'clock in the morning tomorrow, so I'm pouring out to you guys today. Number five is knowing how the Holy Spirit moves, okay? That's the purpose practically of the gift. I've talked about this. John 3, 8 says, the wind blows where it wishes and you hear the sound of it, but you don't know where it comes from or where it's going. So is everyone who's born of the Spirit. So what is John saying? John is saying the Holy Spirit comes and goes as he pleases, just like people that are full of the Spirit and you don't know when it's gonna come Thank you. Someone said, it seems like you've only been alive 15 minutes. You don't know when it's going to come and you don't know where it's going to go. So that's why number five, we need discernment to tell what is the Holy Spirit doing. 
unless you're able to discern what the Holy Spirit is doing, you're going to have a hard time cooperating with him. And if we're not careful, we'll end up working against him. Open your ears right here, pastors. You'll end up working against him on accident. Many people who are who were against the Spirit don't do it on purpose. They do it unknowingly because they're not discerning how the Spirit wants to move or what he wants to do. If you quench the Spirit, turn me up, pastors. If you quench the Spirit... He will stop moving. That's the bottom line. If you're quenching the Holy Ghost, he's not going to keep moving in your midst. And I've seen pastors, imagine guys, I've preached over in over 500 different churches. I've seen a lot of this happen. I've seen pastors over and over and over again doing this in their meetings, doing this in their broadcast because they're not discerning. It's amazing how casual many of you are in church at the altar because you don't realize the Holy Ghost is moving in power. If you discern how the Spirit is moving, you would not be texting at the altar or on Instagram. So we need to be able to discern. Now, I've been in meetings. I remember one time I was in this meeting, a bunch of young people, very, very powerful meeting. I preached I preached my heart out like I do every time, okay? I mean, I was just drenched. I was preaching to a bunch of young adults and I was giving my testimony saying, we got to lay down everything God has called you to pick up your cross. I mean, I'm preaching the Bible and the power of God is moving so strong. Guys, I'm telling you, young people were crying on their face. I'm talking like hundreds of young people crying so strong to where I was like, I don't even think I'm going to pray for anybody because the power of God was just organically touching people. God's moving. God's moving. Hundreds of young people crying, laid out everywhere, on their knees, on their faces. God is just moving, okay? 20 minutes go by, and I see the youth pastor getting fidgety. And I'm going, don't do it. Don't do it. Because if you're a pastor, you know what I'm about to say. I already knew he was about to get up there and say something. When the Holy Ghost is moving, just keep your mouth shut. Get out of the way, because he doesn't need you to say anything. And he got up and literally said this after I preached for an hour on giving up everything. He said, hey, everybody, which already ruined the whole mood. He said, I just want you guys to know what Isaiah preached was so good, but God's not calling. Oh, I get so angry when I talk about this. He said, God's not calling all of you to lay down everything. Maybe just some of you. God's not calling all of you to be radical. Maybe just some of you. Immediately, the Holy Ghost stopped moving. Immediately, the Holy Ghost was quenched. Done. Done. I I just thought, well, I might as well just go home now. 10 minutes go by, everyone, the spirit's not moving and the service was over. And I thought in my mind, I will never go back to this church. I will never because he quenched the Holy Ghost. I've had other times where literally I'll do an altar call and a thousand people will come forward crying and the Holy Spirit will tell me this, don't touch the ark, okay? What does that mean? That means do not touch my presence. Do not lay hands on anybody because my sovereign presence is moving in people's lives. And if you touch and start laying hands on people and prophesying, you're going to mess up what I'm doing. So I always say now, don't touch the ark. If God is moving in power, you don't need to lay hands on anybody. Let the Holy Spirit move. Now I've had pastors quench the spirit by that. Another way to quench the spirit is in the middle of the Holy Ghost moving, trying to take up an offering to play on people's emotions. Remember, the Holy Ghost knows our intentions. It's not wrong to pick up an offering, but when the Holy Ghost is moving, don't stop the move of God to try to pick up an offering. You quench the spirit. There's a lot of ways that we quench the spirit. Not letting prophecy happen is a way you quench the spirit. Compromise is a way to quench the spirit. When the worship teams in compromise is a great way to quench the spirit. So we need to be very, very careful because I can tell you story after story after story. For the sake of time, I won't on how to quench the spirit. So those are the fine purposes. Now, this is what I want to end on. I want to give you four guidelines, okay, concerning this gift, four, just four guidelines. And then we're going to pray for you. and We're going to be done, but I want to give you some guidelines to think about because I've already given you what the type of spirits we discern. 
I've already given you five different purposes, but I want to give you some guidelines because now, praise the Lord, tonight we're going to pray. We're going to get activated in the discerning of spirits gift. Some of you have already getting the gift activated in your life tonight. And now we need to look at some of these things to think about and some guidelines. The first guideline or thing to think about, I want you to recognize when it comes to discerning of spirits is exercising the gift. This is so important. The only way to grow in this gift is by exercising it. No muscle can grow without exercise and no gift will grow without being developed and without being exercised. Let me show you this. Hebrews 5.14 says, but solid food is for the mature who because of practice, their senses are trained to discern good and evil. Hebrews 5.14. So because of practice, they're training their senses. So we need to be able to practice our spiritual senses, practice the gift of discernment, practice the gift of tongues, practice. These are things when God releases this gift, we need to practice them. Well, how do you practice them? You practice them by testing prophetic words. You practice them by testing dreams. You practice them by testing visions. You practice them, hello, by actually doing deliverance. Put yourself in a position to exercise and practice the gifts. Now, how many of you know that I can't practice soccer in my living room. Why can't I practice soccer? Now, I don't play soccer. I'm just letting you, I'm just giving you an example because it's not the right atmosphere for me to practice soccer. There's furniture, it's too small. I can't get good at soccer. So then how do I practice the gift of discernment? You got to put yourself in the right place, in the right arena and in the right atmosphere. In other words, in a deliverance, okay? And then you're able to discern the spirits. Put yourself in a place of ministry. How do I practice the gift of miracles or healings? Start laying hands on the sick. Start engaging, start activating. How do I practice the gift of hospitality, which is a gift of the spirit? By actually being hospitable, okay? Invite people into your house. Stop acting like your house is a fortress that no one can come to. Bring them in, baptize them, disciple them. We have to exercise the gifts by the way you exercise the gifts. And that's putting yourself in the arena to practice them. If you're never stepping out in miracles, signs or wonders or doing anything for God, don't expect the gifts to be exercised or practiced. Okay, number two guideline is this is not a gift of suspicion. Let me say that clear, and this is so important. It's very easy when you start activating this gift to get suspicious about everyone. Everything is this and everything is that, and you want to try to see and use this gift to see things no one else can see. This is not to be used, okay? I'm going to go slow here so you get this, and I'm going to yell here. This is not to be used to gossip about people. This is not to be used to slander people. This is not to be used to manipulate people, but rather bring healing and wholeness to those who are demonized or in error. So this is not the gift of gossip, the gift of gab, the gift of slander, the gift of manipulation. This is the gift of discernment to help heal, to help bring wholeness, okay? Just so you know, okay, what happened there? My second camera just went out. Hold on, give me one second. The devil is a liar. All right, we'll try to bring that back in a minute. Just so you know, not everyone is a witch. Let's say that for the people in the back. Not everything is a demon. We need to be careful that we don't become over suspicious and cynical about people when we use the gift of discernment. Because like I said, not everybody has a demon. So we need to use this gift properly. And we need to be very, very careful while actually, oh, praise the Lord, it went back on. While actually using this gift. We need to not become, oh man, there's a demon there. There's a demon there. There's a demon a lot of places, okay? Someone said there's not a demon behind every bush. And my thing is there's probably three behind every bush. But the thing is, we also need to be careful that we don't get over suspicious of people. If God sees you gossiping, sharing people's information and abusing the gift, 
God will not trust you to flow in this gift. So you need to recognize this in Jesus' name. Okay, number three is you need to use wisdom when using this gift. We need to use wisdom. Wisdom is the application of knowledge. When you gain knowledge from this gift, you need wisdom to figure out what God wants you to do with the knowledge you've received. So number three is use wisdom. Did he show you something? Did you discern something so that you can pray from a distance or does God want you to confront them about it? James 1.5 says, if any of you lack wisdom, you should ask God who gives gener- generously to all without finding fault and it will be given to you. So one of, you know one of the things in the Bible that promises that God will give us is that's actual wisdom. If you pray, which you should be praying for this every day, God says, if you pray for wisdom, I'm going to give you wisdom. This is one thing the Bible guarantees if you ask, okay? So number three is using wisdom in the gift. The last thing I wanna say about this gift, the last guideline I wanna give you is praying about everything, okay? Write that down, pray about everything. This is a guideline that you need to end with. This is a major thing because when you discern something, you need to pray about it. Ask God, what does this mean? What should I do with this? Why did you show me this, God? Why are you revealing this to me? You need to, okay, we're just going to forget it. That camera keeps shutting down. We'll figure it out later. This is a major thing that you need to ask yourself about is why is God showing you this gift specifically? I'm sorry, giving you this gift. And why is God showing you things in the spiritual realm? And what does God want you to do with what he shows you? Because oftentimes when God shows you something, whether you encounter an angel, where God gives you discernment, God is wanting you to do something with the information. And it's only through prayer that we're able to discern what is God asking me to do with the information. God will give you strategy. You don't have to try to come up with some mystical strategy on your own because God wants to give you the strategy for everything he's showing you. Guys, I'm telling you, we need so bad this gift today, especially with the days ahead where there's deception and it's going to increase. The deception is not going to decrease, Fred. The deception is going to increase and we need the spirit of discernment like we've never needed it before in these coming days. I believe God wants to give all of us access to the gift of discernment. I believe God wants to give us all the gift of discerning of spirits. And I believe God wants to launch us into this gift tonight. So what I want to do is I want to pray a prayer of activation and that God would just activate this gift and that we'd walk and we'd flow in this gift in Jesus name. I believe tonight is your night to start walking in the gift of discernment. So let's pray. Father, we ask right now over every person, just put yourself in a place of receiving over every spirit listen every person listening that you would release the discerning of spirits gift upon us god we need this gift for these last days we need to be able to discern what you're doing and what you're saying to the body of christ and distinguish what is from you and what is not from you god we ask for your power to flow like never before we ask for your anointing to flow like never before god we say do what only you can do in jesus name we come against every strategy every assignment and every plan of the enemy right now we break it and father we ask if anything's hindering us from walking in discernment that you would remove it give us discernment in dreams give us discernment in visions give us discernment in prophetic words help us rightly divide the word of truth help us see people's hidden motives and hidden intentions and god we ask you release this over your people in jesus name we come against you satan now any hindrance or blocker to this We come against you now in Jesus' name. Satan, you must go in Jesus' name. You must get your hand off of them in Jesus' name. We pray the fire and the power of Almighty God. And Father, we just say that we are good ground. Do what only you can do. Let your power flow through us, God. We are vessels and we say yes to your spirit. God, we know you're looking for people to be be available to what you want to do. So God, we're saying send us out into the harvest. 
with your power, with your anointing. I believe many of you tonight, God wants to send you to do deliverance. God wants to send you to pray for healing and God wants to use you mightily. And you're saying, Isaiah, I don't have it all together. I don't know how to do this. I'm not talented with that. And God is saying, I'm just looking for someone to say, here I am, Lord, send me. Father, we are asking to be sent by your spirit. We're asking to be sent by your power. We are making ourselves available in Jesus' name. And we just say, God, use us for your honor and glory. Father, I pray every person that's listening right now, that are listening to the lies of Satan, saying you cannot walk in this gift. You cannot have this power. That's a lie from the enemy and we rebuke you now in Jesus' name. Every unbelief, we come against it now. Every hindrance, we come against it now. And we say by the power of Almighty God, you will do everything that God has called you to do and you will walk in the supernatural authority and power of God. Father, we ask right now, fill them with your Holy Spirit. Listen, if you're not full of the Holy Ghost, I'm going to speak this over you right now. All you have to do is ask. How do I get the Holy Spirit? You just have to ask for it. I have a video on this. You just ask. And he says, if you ask for something good, I'm not going to give you something bad. And so, Father, I pray for those that have never been baptized in your Holy Spirit that you would baptize them right now. For those that have not been baptized in years, I pray that you would baptize them afresh in Jesus' name. Release your Holy Spirit anointing, release your Holy Spirit power, and baptize your people. Father, we know that this is your will, that we're not praying something out of your will or out of your word, but God, you will and you long to baptize your people in your spirit and power. So Holy Spirit, be released in Jesus' name. Release your power, release your anointing in Jesus' name. Be filled right now. Shino Robosa, Kinerama Samdia Rombo Shamdia Labasate, Kino Robobo Shamdia Labasa. I pray for some of you that have never prayed in tongues. This is the ability of every believer of the Holy Ghost can pray in tongues. I pray that you would just open up your mouth right now and begin to speak in an unknown language. Begin to pray in tongues in Jesus' name. Father, I just pray right now, release their tongue in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, fire fall right now. We pray the fire and the anointing of the Holy Ghost overview from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. I pray the fire of God to come and burn away any demonic spirit. I pray the fire of God to burn away any demonic power. And we just say fire, fire, fire in Jesus' name. Lord, release the fire of the Holy Ghost right now. Yes, people right now are being full of the Holy Ghost. Fill them right now with the Holy Ghost. Fill them right now with the Holy Ghost in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you for your fire. We thank you for your power. We thank you for your anointing in Jesus' name. Right now, right now, release your power in Jesus' name. Come on, wherever you're at, just receive it right now. If you've never prayed in tongues, just open up your mouth and let it flow out of you. Rivers of living water want to flow out of you in Jesus' name. I'm reading your guys' comments right now. Father, we pray for those that have been believing. We pray for those that have been asking. Fill them with fire right now. Fill them with fire. Listen, I know some of you aren't in a service, but you can get full of the Holy Ghost and fire right now, wherever you're watching from. Father, right now, fill them. Fill them on Facebook. Fill them on Instagram. Fill them on YouTube. Fill them on every platform, God. We ask you, fill them. Those that are watching this back, we pray, fill them with the fire and the power and the anointing of the Holy Ghost. We say right now, be filled with the Holy Spirit and fire. Be filled with the Holy Spirit and fire in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you that you're breaking addictions right now. I command every addiction to be broken in Jesus' name. We break the power of addiction. We break you, you lying spirit. We come against you now. Some of you with that with addiction to pills, addiction to prescription, God wants to deliver you right now. I feel the Holy Spirit saying, I'm bringing deliverance and I'm bringing breakthrough over every addiction in Jesus' name. Somebody in here that has nicotine addiction, you're addicted to smoking. God says, I want to break that addiction in Jesus name. Father, break it. 
Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Revival Lifestyle Podcast. If you like what you heard, go to www.isaiahsaldivar.com for more content. And please follow me on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram at Isaiah Saldivar. See you next week.